Welcome to Honest Tattooer Podcast, where we explore the often overlooked topic of the physical pains that come with the job. As tattooers, we pour our hearts and souls into every piece we create, but what about the toll that it takes on our bodies? In this podcast, we dive deep into the world of self-care for tattoo artists and share stories, tips, and insights on how you can heal your body while still creating amazing art. So without further ado, my name is John Messa. I have my co-host, Matt Triana. What's hey, up, Matt? What's going on, And everybody? we have a special guest. What's up, Jordan? What's up, guys? I'm so honored to be here with you and share this space in this container. And I just want to acknowledge you guys for doing a fucking awesome podcast. Thank you, man. Dude, thanks so much, man. So for the people that don't know you, why don't you just tell us where you are, where you're from, and what brought you here today? Honored to. So first off, my name is Jordan. I am the tattoo hand therapist. Straight up, what I do is I'm dedicated to serving tattooers only so that they can have longer careers and not be fucking hurting. Yeah, man. That's literally what we're here for. Dude, that's great. That's great. Because I mean, I feel like, man, I've worked in so many shops and so many guys need help with it. <laughs> like, almost everybody. Almost everybody, almost everybody you know? Shit. Anywhere from even, you know, the guys that uh, have taken care of themselves and the ones that have not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like- I've been a very active person my whole life and I still can feel the, the tolls of the, the doing the same thing. And like, I, I always kind of resort back to like the, I feel like there should be like a, a drawing, you know, like that, that caveman drawing where they, <laughs> but it's just like the life of a tattooer. You start like this and then over time, you're just like, <laughs> the evolution of the artist. Yeah. Yeah. The D evolution of yeah. the artist pretty much. Cause you know, you start really good, but like, you know, the years of tattooing, the more you spend hunched over and you're it's one of the craziest things. And I'll have that in one of my wrists. One of my wrists is completely turned to the side. And that's absolutely from holding my tattoo machine always like this. Yeah. So yeah. like my hand is constantly just like this to the side, no matter what. And I've noticed that, that one hand is not from one hand. It's easy to see that it's nice and straight. And the other one just has that lean. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, it's crazy too, that you and I have been tattooing for as long as we have, and we're, we're noticing this stuff now, but we've been noticing it for a few years. I see a lot of new tattooers who have only been tattooing for a few years, and they're already complaining about their backs hurting, their wrists hurting, like their necks are hurting. Like mm-hmm. That's because a lot of new tattooers are fucking pussies. <laughs> 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 like, uh, you know, it's so true, though. Uh, in all honesty, you know, most people don't buy an alarm system until they get robbed. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real, right? And like, our mentors want to serve us and teach us the shit that we need to live and tattoo, but they can't teach us what they don't know. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So it's like misinformed people giving misinformed information. At the end of the day, if nobody really knows what the fuck to do, then let's like this question of this what if. Right? Yeah. What yeah, if yeah, I, yeah. I can't hold a tattoo machine? What if I can't even squeeze the bottle? What if I can't pull this line straight? And it really comes down to like, the more people I talk to, the more I realize pain gives them stress and anxiety. And you, when you peel back those layers, it's fear. Yeah. Really yeah, 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 fear. Yeah. What if I can't fucking tattoo? What if I have to get a new career? I'm not working a desk job. Right? Be real with me. Like, and most tattoo on. artists can't work with this job, yeah, bro. that's why we're artists. One, they're not going to hire with your hand tats and shit <laughs> like that. You know, get over it. But uh, I, I feel like the best point to start here is, let's start at the beginning, man. Jordan, what got you, you know, into this? When did you start this? Um, and uh, let's start there. Shit. So you want to hear something funny? I'm going to tell it with like a quick story real yeah. quick. Go. So check this. So- my mom and dad were both tattooed, right? And I'm from like a weird, a little alternative family where it's like, we live on, I grew up on Long Island, right? So I'm like from New York, but mm-hmm. I grew up in my whole life and I recently left and moved to Florida. But before I left, fucking my family, like I said, alternative, alternative, literally went with a day date on with my mom and dad to a tattoo shop for them to get <laughs> tattoos. And like, no joke, I'll never forget. Like I was in an old school, like biker shop. I was sitting in the lobby while my mom was in the back room and my dad was in the front. And I'm like peeking my head through like the porthole window, watching my dad get like this old, like traditional eagle on his shoulder, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was like, like my first exposure. And I'm like 13, dude, like young, right? And then my dad dies, right? Oh, he man. passed away. Yeah. And shit, I was like 13 years old, right? At this time, it was very close. So where did I find comfort and friends 
doing drugs, sitting in a tattoo shop. Right? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. P- punk yeah, rock yeah, tattoos, yeah, yeah. feeling like shit, right? Nodding out in the chair. Like I, bro, my second p- tattoo is a shoulder to shoulder, neck to midsection tattoo. Like this is my, almost my whole back. Yeah. And like I slept through half of it or some shit like that. I don't even Damn. remember. But it's like that kind of shit, right? So like I got exposed to the industry early. My homies were all hurting that were tattooing out on the island. And I was going to do actually massage therapy. Because yeah. I was like, I got to help these homies, right? The people are hurting. And then my grandma told me about occupational therapy. Like a physical therapist that doesn't just work on the body, but actually works on why your body hurts. Yeah. And that's what I became is an occupational therapist. Okay. I started traveling the country like a nurse, a traveling nurse travels around the country. Yeah. Therapists do the same thing. Yes. So I was out in California and I was like doing my thing. I was working in a neuro rehab facility, right? I just left one and I was working somewhere else. And I can't like talk that much about it because of HIPAA and shit because it's still like a real thing. Mm-hmm. So one of the clients came in, he had a brain injury, fell off a fucking skateboard. Turns out he was self-medicating because he was hurting from tattooing and he had a brain injury. Yeah. Couldn't tattoo. Couldn't even live on his own because he fell and he fucking hit his head. Yeah, he was like yeah, taking yeah. oxys because he's like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And I realized, I was like, shit, there like has to be something else going on here. Mm-hmm. Right? So in 2018, I started Inked Ergonomics, which is like, was an injury prevention and recovery company. I would like go into your shop and do treatments on you. And then I quickly realized like nobody was fucking doing what I was telling them to do. (laughs) Real talk, right? It's like, I'd be like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And this is your treatment plan. And this is how you're going to heal yourself. But fucking nobody would do it. Yeah. So I straight up started telling people, I'm not treating you anymore. That doers don't want to do homework. They don't want to do any homework. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm real as fuck. So I'm going to call you out on your shit because I know what it is. I grew up in tattoo shops. Yeah. So I literally start, took treatments off my menu. And when COVID came around, I started saying, okay, well, well, what does this mean for me? And that's when I came up with this masterclass of this preventative care coaching program where it's like a hybrid of group coaching to give you all of the knowledge I need you to have. And then one-on-one accountability to make sure you're fucking on the hook. Yeah. To make sure you know that there's somebody going to call you and say, did you do your exercises? Are you modifying your routine? It's, it's a, it's, it's a hybrid of like a, a, a personal trainer, Yes, you know, a motivator, you know, that keeps you on track to help you meet your own goals. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Essentially. Yeah. Dude. Um, I, I used to be a personal trainer before I got into tattooing and stuff like that. And, you know, um, it's funny cause I, I used that analogy earlier talking to someone about tattooing it's like you can absolutely give somebody like what you're saying you can give somebody the blueprint of like this is what you need to do to get in shape you know and i'm gonna work with you twice a week you know and guess what you can do steady twice a week but a lot of times i still don't i haven't lost weight and you're like well what are you doing for the next five days of your week when you're not seeing me are you still eating the same Mm -hmm. crap are you just not exercising are you skipping your cardio are you missing all those things and i feel like that's kind of what you were going through where you're like look i'm i'm giving you the plan that you need to do to like help yourself improve yourself and but if you're only doing it when i'm around to do it for you, you know, you're not going to see those results. Nobody, bro. Nobody will. Nobody. It's not, it's the, the one hour that I'm with you. Great, bro. But what about every other hour of the day? Like Matt and I were talking about before. It's like, shit, like most people don't even think about this. Like, all right, 90% of our job is sitting down, right? So what does that mean? I wake up in the morning and I sit while I'm having breakfast. I sit while I'm on the toilet. I sit while I'm driving to work. I sit while I'm working and drawing. I sit while I'm drawing at night when I go home after I've driven home. And then you go to bed. Then you go to bed. You've been sitting all day, day every day, bro. And it's like, what the fuck does that do to your body? And most people don't realize, and nobody knows this, but what I'm trying to bring to the table is like 30 years ago when carpal tunnels started popping up and people thought, you work at a desk? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're like, carpal tunnels and you're just bullshit. Yeah. But now it's common knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. Everybody yeah. knows the Not fuck everybody knows, yeah. So what I want to do is I want to make this shit realistic, attainable, and not for nothing. If it's not easy, you ain't going to fucking do it. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So and it's I hard think- to commit. If it's not easy, it's, it's hard to commit to it, you know, yeah. and to be able to in 
the, the hardest thing I think with things like this is that you need to be committed in order to start seeing the results enough to get excited about keep, Ooh, you know, bro. to keep going, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it's hard to do those things. And it's like, man, you know, in the beginning, you're like, man, I'm doing these things, but I don't see the results right away. But it's like, look, you got to just keep doing it, man. It's like, it's like saving money, bro. Dude. Oh, it's investing it, in your future. It's investing, it's investing in, your future. in your future. You know it's what I'm investment. saying? It's an investment in, you know, you invest in your time every day. And it's like, you might not see that in the first six months. And then all of a sudden one day it hits mm. and you're like, wow. I just feel better, dude. Yep. And then all of a sudden you get pumped up and you want to keep going down that road. But so many people fall off before they get to see that little bit of progress in, yeah. in, their, in their stuff. And that's from a personal trainer perspective for specifically, dude, for me, I just re reversed someone's carpal tunnel syndrome in that's one of my amazing. classes right now. And it's like the things that I bring to the table are immediate relief because I give step by step formulas. So it's like, I have a three-step formula that I teach my students of how to eliminate pain anywhere in your body. And it's just a matter of the same formula reapplied somewhere else. So that person that I just helped heal themselves with carpal tunnel syndrome, I didn't do it, they did it. I just gave them the tools for them to do the pushups. Right. I can't do the pushups for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Shit. So like she's in the program and gets a shoulder problem. All right, for, fuck yeah, let's deal with it. Let's do it right now. And then, oh, when one problem goes away, another one comes up. It's like, all right, let's deal with that shit. And like, that's the benefit of having this step-by-step -step guide. Then you just reapply it. It's like, fuck, that's powerful, dude. It's yeah, empowering, yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, once you, you know, become in control of, of once you feel like you're empowered with in control of your body, a lot of more things in your life are going to go in the right way. You know what I'm saying? Especially in tattooing. If you're spending hours and hours on end tattooing, but then, you know, you have three hours left on that tattoo, but you know, three hours in your back's hurting, your hips don't feel right. Or your hand or your wrist is already bothering you, man. You're not performing at a hundred percent. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be such a distraction, mm -hmm. you know, from, from, from what you're doing. If you constantly have to readjust because something's not feeling right on your body. So like, you know, being healthy body, healthy mind, you're going to have better results overall, you know? I'd like to get your perspective on this. How much of it, how much of it is mind tricks? Ooh, bro. Like if you're sitting in, you got your, you got two hours left of your tattoo. You're, you're in it already five hours. You're starting to hurt. How much of it can you just mentally block out that pain? Be like, All right, I'm just going to go through it. I'm not hurting. I'm going to tell myself I'm not hurting so I can keep going. Like, does that work? Dude. So I'm going to tell you this, like, so the mind traps that we fall in are challenging. And as artists that facilitates that imposter syndrome, right? So like there is that mind over matter. I'm going to push through it, but like, what's the benefit of pushing through? So like one of the things that I say is like, Rather than just pushing through the shit and just making it happen, what does that do to you at the end? So I'd rather cut and paste. Let's put a guide in there. Let's hang something on your wall so you can do a warm-up exercise routine. Because if you can warm up your body before you even start to tattoo, you won't even hurt to begin with. You'll have no pain to start with. So it's like, you know, a musician plays scales to warm up. Yeah. Do you do that before you tattoo, John? Uh, no, but I do do yoga every day before I come to work. Okay, perfect. Matt, what do you do before you work? What's your, what's your, relationship? <laughs> what, rephrase. what's your relationship to self care before, during, and after you tattoo? I'll tell you right now, dude, I do not take care of myself <laughs> at all. At all. And I hear that shit all the time and yeah. it's okay. Because like we said before- No, it's not. I, I mean, mean well, <laughs> it's, it's, like, no, it's, it's not. It's not okay. It's okay to admit that you're not doing anything because that's where it starts. Yeah, that's you have where to- change starts. You have to recognize that you have a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first step to recovery is recognizing that you have a problem. <laughs> it's like, you know? it is though. It is. And it's it like, is. We want to serve, right? Like I want to serve as many people as I can. And you guys see, I get fucking excited about this shit because I know how powerful it is. And the students that I've had and people that I've brought in the fold and I've 
taught them what the fuck is good, it changes their lives immediately. And I'll never forget, like when I first started out, I was doing like a little barter system with my boy, John out in the island, right? So like he was an apprentice and I was just starting out. So we'd like trade stories and like tips and shit, right? And I'd like see this guy exercise or do stretching and like he get bullied by the homies in his shop, right? They'd literally hate on him. And then he'd buy like new equipment and they'd fucking ridicule this guy, dude. Like no joke, right? That old head mentality, right? Oh yeah, man. It's like, you're a pussy, you know, like, what are you doing, right? Literally, I didn't hear from him for like a while. Comes back to me, he's got carpal tunnel syndrome. Shit. And I knew it wasn't John. I knew there was a bigger issue in the industry. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I figured out these like three secrets, believe it or not. And it's like these limiting beliefs that why artists actually don't take it to the next level. So it's like, what's your internal limiting belief that I don't even know where to fucking start or I don't need this. But as time goes on, our bodies change. Absolutely. Right. You're less resilient as you get older. So what you were doing at 21 and what you're doing at 35 that has to look different. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's as simple as like, you know, eating, you know, a freaking like spicy, everything like, you know, really unhealthy meal when you're 15 is completely different when you're 35 or 40. It's, uh. it's going to affect you completely different. Same thing of like having that binge night of drinking when you're like, you know, 19 or 20 years old, you know, with your friends and just getting crushed. You're going to bounce right back, bro. But later on, man, you're going to, your recovery time is going to take way longer. Your body's just not processing things the same way. And uh, I think too, like if you did something, if you, when you were a younger, you know, vivacious and healthy human being, bro, and you started taking care of yourself then, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like we were talking, you know, it's like you put in into your health savings account. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you've been putting in, but if you've done nothing for the last 10 years, bro, and now you're 35 and you're hurting, bro, then you have the clock against you. Your body is breaking down faster than it did and you put no health savings into that account. So you're going to have to put in twice the amount of work now to be even half as far ahead as yeah. that person that started eating healthy, taking care of themselves, stretching, doing all these things that you should have already been doing since early in your career. So if you're a young tattooer, man, the things that Jordan's talking about, if you start establishing things early in your career, then you will have a much better outcome 10 years later when you've been tattooing all freaking weird, making sure that you're tattooing, standing up in between your tattoos, stretching your back, doing all these things just to protect yourself, you know? And uh, you'll be in a much better position and you'll be lucky you did. Cause trust me, I've gone through up and down, you know, I like, like every person, you know, you have your ups and downs in your, in your life and, and, and life can take you away from, you know, uh, from your routines. And like now, like I said, I try to do yoga daily because I recognize the benefits in my body and how good I feel, you know, but times where I was like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just, life is hectic. And so, Bob, and I just don't put that first. I've seen how it brings everything else down. You yep. know what I'm saying? I just feel like, oh man, I'm feeling like this and my hips are hurting and I'm tired and et cetera, you know? So for sure. I feel like we could have a whole nother episode about what I'm about to say right now. Yeah. But I think a lot of it has to do with time management too. Yes. Cause I'm, I'll tell you right now and I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm about to be 37 years old, dude. I have not taken care of myself at all. And Jordan and I were talking about this before my entire life. People have been telling me, oh, you're so lucky. You're skinny. You could eat whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, just yeah. like, okay, I'll just eat whatever the fuck I, I, want. I want. And bro. I still, I eat like I'm 13 years old <laughs> and bro, every fucking day, dude, I wake up hurting. I'm tired. I have no energy. My back hurts. My hands hurt. Like I wish that I took care of myself more when I was younger, put in that savings account. Like you're talking yeah, about, man. dude. Cause right now, like I'm, I'm regretting all those decisions that I did yeah, not and, take. And, and now it's going to be harder because then it's like, I fucking love cheeseburgers, but I <laughs> yeah. have to cut a little bit of my cheeseburgers now. Yeah. To be, yeah. But you know? where I was going with the time management thing was now I'm at a point in my life. I've got two kids. I, you know, we're doing the podcast. I'm, you know, tattooing all day long drawing. I don't have time to take care of myself, go to the gym, do an hour of yoga. Like it, it's, I have to choose what am I going to do? And 
I'm, I always choose something else rather than taking care of Taring myself. yourself. Yeah. 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 But isn't that how so often it's like, we're the last ones that we take care of, but like you can't help somebody else unless you put your own oxygen mask on first. A hundred percent, man. Right. 100%. And it's like, to your point, John, like talking about routines, you know, it takes 60 to 90 days to make a habit into a lifetime routine. Yeah. Dude, that's why my program is 12 weeks long. It's like over 80 days because it helps to facilitate that. And like, Matt, to your point, talking about time, most people, <laughs> you've tattooed all day. You got to get home, make dinner, do laundry, draw for tomorrow. That's why I teach people how to incorporate self-care into the day of tattooing. So it's not another thing you got to do. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why can't we incorporate best practices if you want to get fancy about it? Let's just incorporate it into your day. Yeah. And that's what I talk about redefining your routine. There's actually, I have a step-by-step process of how to look, look, talk about it, right? The quality of our life depends on the quality of the questions we ask and the questions we ask ourselves. So I have a whole module where it's like, you ask yourself the questions to make your life better because your routine has to change throughout your whole life, your whole career. It has to look different. I have a life change thing. I had a new child. I came to a new shop. I'm opening my own shop. That should, routine should change. Yes. And you need to know how to change it. Yes, absolutely. So like, I feel like that's part of it. It's like, Shit, I don't got time to do anything. I'm just not going to do anything then. And the things that I could do back when I was, you know, 24 are completely different than things that I can do now at 40. Dude, when I was 24 years old, I could tattoo 10 hours straight, go out till four or five o'clock in the morning, wake up at 10 in the morning, go to the gym and then tattoo another eight hours the next day. Like it was nothing. I could eat that. It was like yeah. a joke. Hell no, that could never happen. Right now. <laughs> Not even fucking close. Never, never, never. Um, even though I could still hang, but like, not like that. Yeah, like, dude. you know, I'm a 40 year old man. That ain't happening, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually one of the reasons I'm starting the largest ever research study in the tattoo industry. Did you know that? No, I did Shit, not know did that. Did you know that? Damn. <laughs> yeah, bro. So believe it or not, like, so I actually, I have a master's degree in occupational therapy. I have a bachelor's degree in bioscience. I have a bachelor's degree in health science. So actually, yeah brother that's great that's amazing so i spent over a decade going through school learning all this shit right so i distill a lot of what i do but it's like at the same time it's like we got to make shit make sense thank you for giving all this great information to our degenerous tattooers asses bro like you know like out of all the people you're helping us yeah you know so we appreciate that bro i'm like the only person in the world that's dedicated to only serving tattoo artists the only person. And it's like crazy, but it's like, that's why I'm starting this research study so that we can find out literally what are the most common issues tattoo artists have and then give out free resources to address those problems. So actually, I don't know if you ever heard of keep the fees. No. Yo, keep the fees in my, yo, keep the fees. If you don't know about keep the fees, they're a credit card processing company that allows you to take all of the credit cards that you want and not pay a single dollar for the processing of that tattoo. What? You've like 20 something dollars a month. You pay, you get a mobile swiper, right? Mm-hmm. They send it to your door for free. And then you pay 20 something dollars a month. And then everything you process, the fees go on to your client. Damn. They are funding the study hundred percent. That's wild. So Adam, I see you, bro. I appreciate you. So they see the value of what we're bringing to the table and they <laughs> want to be part of a bigger movement in the industry to serve tattooers. That's great. Yeah, Cause he actually, the owner, Adam, he is a tattoo artist. He owns a shop in like Fort Lauderdale. Cool. I think it's like true. I'm killing. I'm, I'm butchering the name. I'm sorry. But like, it's like true love tattoo or something. Okay. But like he sees the value. Like he wanted to like stop losing thousands of dollars in fucking credit in card. Credit card I mean, like, yo, it's bro, nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Bro. You have a fucking million dollars. Yeah. Shop, yeah like yeah. a seven figure shop. Like it's how nuts. much are you losing? Yeah. You're bringing a lot of money in there. And how much money are you like, what? kicking out the door because I'm shop. I'm cash only. Nope. Sorry. Cash only. I don't do that anymore, but yeah. Right? You know, the, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like, man, you're, you're losing 
on your clients and you're, and most of all, you're not giving them as much, uh, as much opportunities to just, you know, like some people like to get their points, bro, get in their smart and earn those miles. Yeah. You know yes, what I'm saying? Dude. Like, I'm like, dude, go for it. Bro. Get it get it. I know yeah. I do, bro. I got hotels.com. So Same, fuck man, off. Whatever. I'm it's gonna bank help up you. those hotels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm here from Florida, dude. Not for nothing. I am fucking staying in a nice ass fucking hotel that I paid $200 for. I Where in Florida are you from? Well, so actually, where do you live? Cause you're from up here from Long Island, but yeah, yeah. where in Florida are you living? So right now I actually live in Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. Yo dude, it's like the weirdest, pan, it's the panhandle. You're a panhandler. You're bro, up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah, about yeah. Florabama, bro? Flor- yes. That you is, heard about that shit? That I, bar? No, but I know that the vibe up there, cause I've been there a couple of times and it's like people, if you go to Miami, people don't really think like Miami's like, or the South. You know what I'm saying? But once you get to that part of Florida, you're like, okay, I'm in the South. Bro, <laughs> bro, I am in the South. Any of those little Nikki motherfuckers out there? Yo, I'm in the deep South, bro. <laughs> for the real, dirty, dude. The like, dirty South you know, is, is still alive. If you don't have a drink in your hand, there's a problem. Real talk, bro. It's like that, dude. And it's like, yo, dude, I live like fucking 15 minutes from the Alabama border, bro. But it's a vacation spot. So it's like everywhere, like in the middle of the country, people shoot down to the Emerald Coast. Yeah. So like I live, I'm a perma vacationer. Hi guys. Yeah. <laughs> I live where people go vacation. So people save fucking their money all year round. To go for vacation at your spots. Yeah, 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 bro. And I live there all year round. So shit. <laughs> I'm actually, but I'm getting ready to relocate. So I'm actually looking to come up to Atlanta because I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So like, I'm actually like trying to give them a little bit more of like an opportunity and shit. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of yeah. those things. So we're looking out outside Atlanta. Actually, I'm getting kind of close with like Russ Abbott and shit over at Incandag. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so I actually did a, uh, a seminar for Launchpad not too long ago. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Look forward to seeing that. Yeah, dude, it was um, tattoo or back pain. Is it the chair or is it the job? <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know what? I would say it's a little bit of both. I'd say you're right. It's yeah. a little bit of both. Um, and I definitely think like it's a lot of really weak core muscle. Some people, bro. bro, you know, big facts. You know, if you can't, which I've seen so many tattooers tattoo and some people think like you can't pull a straight line unless you're hunching over like you're fucking, you know, Schmeagel from you know Lord <laughs> of the Rings and shit. But Dude, you can sit up straight and tattoo, but it's hard. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I heard you guys kind of just talking a little bit about a, about a rocking like a brace or something, which I have seen a lot of tattooers do that. Well, they'll wear a brace to help them kind of just straighten them up when they're tattooing so they're not just completely just. You were talking about a chair though, right? Like a, yeah, a, yeah. Front, a front chair that you lean on, not mm-hmm. a brace. Like, oh, okay, 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 okay. I've chair. seen that too. Yeah. The new chair. So like, so what most people don't even realize is like, what is good posture? What does it fucking even mean, right? Yeah. Well, it means that your lower back is forward. It means that your shoulders are back, your chin is up and your head is back. Yeah. Right? That's not an easy position to hold. Most people don't do that. Ever. It, ever, right? <laughs> so believe it or not, core muscles is so important, but it's even actually the next level. So like, try this something for me, right? Yeah. Real quick. So like, you're sitting up regular, like a normal sit, roll your shoulders down and you roll down. Mm-hmm. Oh, this feels uncomfortable. It feels, well. okay. So now do this, right? So now throw your lower back forward and then try to roll down. And roll down? Yeah, you can't. No. It you know what? Like- the reason you can't is because you're activating your lumbar. Yes. Which forces your shoulders to come back. So all these homies that have stools with backs that their backs aren't even touching the backrest, it's a fucking waste. It's a waste of it's a back. It's a completely waste, yeah. exactly. So what I love to tell people about is this thing called the new chair or their, their social media is get a new chair. And I actually have a $50 off code mm-hmm. or it's called tattoo therapy. If you use that code, you get $50 off, boom. But what it does is it actually, the space of the seat tilts. And what that does is the tilting makes your pelvis come forward which forces your lower back to, to start activate. to activate. Yeah. So you're, you can't roll down, but on top of that, it's got a front support so you can lean on it while you're tattooing. And it's like, yo, be real dude. When I'm tattooing, cause I actually started an apprenticeship, right? Mm-hmm. So when I tattoo the fucking world closes out, I have wicked bad ADHD, right? I have like a fuck. My brain is like a com- fucking desktop with 25 open tabs. I'm trying to close some of those fucking tabs for me and you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like having some external support is going to make the difference when you start shrimping because you're so focused on the tattoo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. like having these 
things built into your environment. So that's one of the things I talk about all the time is like, what are you using? So like Matt and I were talking about the, like the XXL armrests and like, I don't care if it's like, get it new, whatever, whatever brand it is. Yeah. They can be used so well. And it's like, I, dude, no joke. I've had people tell me, oh, I don't have room for that, but they have a room for a fucking seven foot tall to eight foot wide Funko display. <laughs> Like, I don't got room for an armrest, but I got room for, like, for fucking like decor. This, for this shit. The serves no purpose. What? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it matters. And it's like, so that's one of the reasons we're doing this research study. To make this shit matter. And, like, so keep the fees. It's like one of those things that I want more and more people to use keep the fees, number one. And say my name, like, tattoo hand therapist, because, like, they, it helps fund the study. Yeah. So that's one thing. But I want to make sure people know what the fuck is good and just know where to start. Because like, to your point, John, and like you're talking about apprentices. You're talking about people that are just starting off their career and they don't know what to do. Misinformed people giving misinformed information. So like one of the things I teach are step-by-step guides, like warm the fuck up like a yeah. musician, but stretching with intent. Not let me just like roll my wrist. I don't know. It's like, no, the things I teach you are going to like stop you from getting carpal tunnel syndrome. The things I teach you are going to stop you from getting nerve pain. Because like I'm going to tell you right now, if you have tingling, numbness in your fingers, it's not going away. It's going to get worse. Straight up. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel free to uh, give some of those tips away? Fuck yeah. Yeah, go for it. So first off, I'll say is most people aren't ready for this. And a lot of learning is remembering. So when you are ready for it, come back to this episode and you'll remember it and you'll actually make a difference. But one of the best things I like to teach people are like tendon glides. Most people don't know what that is. So like we talk about carpal tunnel syndrome, you're getting a nerve in this carpal tunnel that gets pressure. What do you have pressure? It's from sustained workloads, holding a machine for so long without moving. So that's why the muscles get so tight over time that it puts pressure on the nerve. Yeah. That gives you tingling, numbness, and burning. So like Matt was asking me about like that wooden massage tool that I have. Yeah. That's actually a myofascial release tool. It's a tool that therapists use to help release the tension and then to do the exercises to make it more important, more effective. Mm-hmm. Right. So I teach this three-step formula and the formula is something called, you use what's called a modality, something to get the muscles ready. So it's like deep heat. A lot of what I tell people to do is an Epsom salt soak. Yeah. Straight up, bro. You heard an Epsom salt yes. before? Grandma fucking used to use it, but it works. It works. So I tell people all the time that have like a really bad thumb pain and hand pain, go to fucking Walmart. Go fucking find a foot bath. Put the Epsom salt in the foot bath and just stick your hands in there. That alone can help reduce so much cumulative tension from the day before the five days before the whole week before that's going to reduce that tension, get you back to baseline. So you can tattoo fresher, cleaner slate and leaves yesterday's problems in yesterday and start today fresh. Crazy. So that's one thing. It's super easy. And then like doing warm up exercises in the water, even better. And I got like digital products that I can like hook you up with. Yeah. But it's like warm up guides. Yeah. Literally tell you what to do and how. So you're stretching with intent. So there's no guesswork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you save time. So I like to have these hangable wall guides that I <clears throat> sell. And I'm like, yo, throw this in your shop because out of sight, out of mind is a real thing. Yeah. If you yeah, see yeah, yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. hanging in your face, you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's as simple as like when people, we have to have like, you know, the CPR shit up in the wall. Just yeah, so, bro. so people remember like, that's what you do, bro. Yeah. So if you just remember like, Hey man, you're going to tattoo today. These are the little things you should be doing for yourself today. Just so you can have a better end of your day. Yeah. So you don't feel like, Oh man, I stood up cause I tattooed four hours today. My back's <laughs> killing me. They're like, no man, it shouldn't be that way. You should feel good at the end of your day. Yeah. Nobody needs to suffer for their art. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's not a thing. It doesn't have to be a thing. And like all the people that I've worked with, it's like, it's on the come up. People are realizing how easy it can be. And like I said, I, I reversed somebody's carpal tunnel syndrome. This, this masterclass just now. And it's fucking powerful. It's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's empowering. It's like, damn. Okay. We do something right. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 That's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, it just keeps like, I feel like the more- I know, the course sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so John and I were talking um, earlier today. You might not know this because you're new into tattooing, but um, 
So the grips that people used to use when tattooing were like a half inch. They were called pencil grips. And like you have a really tight, you know, actual grip on your machine. And um, after some time, like standard became three quarters of an inch. And that's what everybody got used to back. Like when we started tattooing. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you would, it would, it felt bigger, but it still wasn't big enough. Now I feel like standard is, is an, an inch and a quarter. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit bigger of a grip, a little bit more comfortable. You're not, you know, so tight with your grip anymore. I used a two inch grip today, dude. It felt amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, I felt like I didn't have to like really crunch down. Like I just had like a very loose handle on the machine. And uh, I mean, I didn't have that long of a session. I think I only did three hours today, but still after three hours of using an inch and a quarter grip versus the two inch grip, huge difference. Well, I think what most people like back in the day where it's almost like the Cadillac of like tattoo setups is to have the three quarter uh, kind of like uh, tapered grip with a red rat, you know, yeah. rubber grip around it because that it was absorbing some of the vibration yeah. mm. of the machine overall, which was like, man, when we're talking about hand numbness, nothing created more hand numbness to me than using a crazy coil machine with a metal grip. <laughs> By the end of the day, my fingertips, I could barely feel them. Mm-hmm. And I would stop tattooing. And I'm telling you, for the first three hours, my hand is still thinking like it's <laughs> still going, bro, in there. It was awful. Now, if you think about like the guys that tattooed 30 years straight with that, God damn, dude, yeah. that has to be, that has to be rough. Yo, you want to hear some shit? That had to be rough. One of the number one reasons that we get carpal tunnels or nerve problems, it doesn't have to be carpal tunnel. You can get, there's like, like four nerves in, that come into your hand, right? Carpal tunnel is just related to one of them, but like vibration, static, sustained holds, and awkward wrist positions yeah. are the three main reasons you get carpal tunnel syndrome. Oh shit, those are all three yeah. things tattooers do what, every what? freaking day. What, what, what? <laughs> yeah, bro. Every day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. And that's and then we talk about this thing called the 42 pound head, right? So check this shit. So your head weighs 12 pounds, right? On average, like for everybody. So every- That's it? I feel like it would be more than that. Dude, like, I mean, uh, some people- Some people definitely have <laughs> <laughs> but like on average, right? So for every inch that you come forward, so every inch comes forward, it adds 10 pounds to your head. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah Most yeah, yeah. artists tattoo at a three inch position coming forward. So that means your head weighs 42 pounds. What the fuck does that do? Well, it gives you all these issues at the neck. That's why so many people have neck and shoulder, like between the shoulder oh, blade man. and the spine. Yeah, the tension that you're building and you're, you know. Over time, it's over time. cumulative. So it's not like I tattoo today. It's that I've been tattooing like this for five years. Yeah. So most of the people that I see that have issues that come to me are tattooing about three to five years and the people that can't tattoo that I'm serving have been tattooing over 20 years. And yeah. it's gotten to the point where there's so many red flags that they don't pay attention to along the way. And then it's all of a sudden something pushes that final domino down yeah. and you can't tattoo at all. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about is like severe nerve Severe pain. nerve pain, yeah. severe ne- you know, nerve damage, you know, yeah, that they've dude. created just over the years of just the same grinding, you know? Yeah. I did an interview with somebody um, <laughs> recently and he had what we call thoracic outlet syndrome. What that means is you're, you have these big bundle of nerves that come out of your neck, not to get like crazy and boring about it, but like what it does is like they get trapped and stuck in between the muscles. And then, so like basically over years, he was having problems, right? And he's just blushing that shit off, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then finally got to the point where he can't even use his hand, can't even lift his arm, can't hold the machine because he's having nerve pain, tingling, numbness, and burning his whole arm, bro. And he went to his, one of his friends who was like in a healthcare professional. They took x-rays of him. And he's like, were you in a car accident? It's like, no, it's like just happened. And he's like, your neck looks like what? a person that just had whiplash, severe whiplash looks like. And it built up over like 20 plus years to the point where it's just like that final domino just pushed and he couldn't work anymore. Damn. And talk about a routine shift, a life shift, a role reversal. It's almost like I am this person, I'm this artist and I can do all these things, but I didn't put my own oxygen mask on first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a rough thing to, to deal with, you know, like, uh, when I was doing conventions all the time, I know I was doing like the convention, dude, it was 
years of tattooing on folding chairs. Oh my God, bro. Years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And of the worst folding chairs, the ones that have like the really low kind of back end. So you're kind of like sitting back, but leaning forward and your you ass is in the space between the seat and the back. It's the worst, <laughs> the worst dude. And uh, there were times, you know, that like, I'd tattoo something at a convention and like I'd have to sit on my suitcase to do the tattoo because I didn't have a chair and I'm traveling somewhere, you know, I didn't yeah. bring shit and I'm bringing bring a table and I'm tattooing, sitting on my suitcase on the floor, leaning forward, bro. It was like, if I did any of those things today, I'd be destroyed. But yeah. that's because I already put in so much wear and tear on my body from doing it for many years that it's like, there's no way. I already know better. I'm like, not breaking my back for nothing. Yeah, and, like, and then you go like, what is it costing you from holding off? Yeah. Like, what is it really going to cost you by just saying, fuck it, living in the moment? Most of us don't think about a week, a month, a year, five down the road, because we're like living in the moment because it's like, that's why we're fucking tattoo artists, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like having that foresight is so challenging, but it's like we were talking about before. What's what's the, all of the financial coaching or all of these things in the, like that you've learned if you can't actually tattoo, yeah. what the fuck is the point? What's the point of doing all that? Right. What's all the financial work and the coaching that you've done? Like I fucking love like Matt Clemmer, like, you know, about tattoo business yeah. mastery, bro. Matt Clemmer was saying some shit about back in the day. He used to like fucking bring old school barber chairs <laughs> into tattoo conventions. Like dude, like bringing shit like back in the day and like, He's like one of the first people to say is like, I didn't take care of my shit. And like, I fucking popping painkillers just to get through the day. But how sustainable is that? Yes. Right. Like cocaine and Jack Daniels can only get you so far. So far. So you're just going to break down. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Shit. Yeah, dude. So it's like, it's so crazy to think about like, where are we and where are we going as an industry? Because like, I've seen like the coalition of tattoo safety come up more recently. And like, I know that there's a shift and it's going to be to support the artists themselves and not just the technical perspective. Cause it's like, like we said, like you could take all the classes in the world buy all the equipment in the world, but if you can't fucking use the equipment, then what's it worth? Yeah. Ain't worth shit. For sure. Yeah, she. So, Matt, what are you gonna do after this podcast, oh. dude? I'm. I feel like I'm hurting more now just listening to you than ever before. Yeah, like, I'm sitting here like, like oh, my oh, back, my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's like, yo, how many people like, oh, oh crack my posture listening to this right now? Oh, of oh, course, sit the, straight, yeah. shit, shit, dude, sit the fuck up. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago we were at the shop, and you know, I've always been, I'm a full believer of like, man, you gotta take care of your body. You know, you gotta. Fitness is a key to a, a, a world that you may not have an idea that existed, you know? And I, I, we were all at the shop, you, me, Gabe, I forget who else was there. And I was like, all right, guys, everybody sit down, just put your leg over it, like just cross it. And let's see how far down you can put that right, oh. that knee down. Yeah. Let's see, dude, it was I remember where you were at and you were like, dude, that's it. Yeah. I'm still like, <laughs> yeah. my- You're like, this, this right here, that's it, bro. I'm like, push that thing down. He's like, it's not going to go. It's not going. <laughs> like, just bro. last night, just last night, we were all sitting on the floor, me, my wife, my kids um, doing puzzles. Yeah. My daughter's about to be two years old and she was sitting crisscross applesauce <laughs> and my son and my wife were like, oh, look, she's doing crisscross applesauce. And my wife was making fun of me. She's like, yeah, daddy can't sit like that. <laughs> and my son's right. like, what do you mean? And he was trying to show me how to do it. I was like, I, I know how to I do it. I know what it is. I, just, I can't do it. I cannot <laughs> like, do it. It's not so happen, I sat man. down and did the exact same thing. My knees were up and, and my son, uh, Sammy, he's like, just put your knees down. What are you doing? I'm like, bro, they don't go down. Sorry, they just don't do it. Yo, you want to know why they don't go down? Because I'm stiff as fuck. No, well, yeah, but it's like these hip flexors. So it's like the because like think about the angles that you sit at all day, right? It bends down at your pelvis. Yep. You're bent down at the knee. You're bent down at the ankle. Everything's right? in a shrunken position the mm-hmm. whole time, and something's overextended and just stretch, and then some things are just yeah. Tight. So the idea is like problem solve. Look at Dude, not for nothing, recording yourself while you tattoo can be so valuable. Like, how are you positioning? You don't know. But if you record yourself during a session, you can actually see why you're hurting. Yeah. So it's like, it's so funny because it's like, I actually was talking to somebody the other day with sciatic nerve pain, right? Mm -hmm. Sciatica, right? Yo, so check this. There's only two reasons why you get sciatic nerve pain, right? It's either you have a bulging disc, number one, 
or you have fucking such a tight piriformis muscle. It's a butt muscle, yeah. basically. This nerve passes through it. So going pigeon pose to yes. speak yoga, yeah. right? So crossing your leg and then bringing your knee up on a diagonal from my right knee to my left shoulder. Yeah. Bro, that's one of the easiest ways to stop tingling and numbness in your leg. Like a sciatic yeah. nerve yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is the kind of shit we need to make common knowledge. Common knowledge. And it should be easy. In our industry. Um, yeah, I bro. had a, many years ago, I was in, in Australia and uh, I was with this tattooer and he would do CrossFit all the time. And he was one of the first people to be like, hey, bro, why do you strain out your legs? And I was like, I was just standing next to him. He was like, strain out your legs. And I'm like, they are straight. And I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> and then he came behind me and he just grabbed my back and he kind of forced me to go like this and sit up straight. And then he's like, you see this? Move this down. Because I, the way that I was sitting from, from the years of just not stretching and doing things like that, my hip flexors were so tight that I legitimately was like, kind of like had my knees slightly bent standing up, but my knees were slightly bent and I was leaning forward to be able to compensate from the tightness of my hips. Yeah. Yes. You know yes, what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. And then, I, and, and he said, he exactly he took a picture of me. He's like, look. And I was like, damn. And I realized that I was like standing, but like my knees were slightly bent and I was leaning forward to be able to compensate for like how much pulling felt from like forward from my hip flexors. And I was Schmeagle. like, oh, wow, dude, I really do have to do something about that. And then around that same time, I, w I started getting some kind of piriformis like pain, like the sciatic pain. And I was like, damn, what the fuck is going on? And then I started correlating. I was like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. I got to do something. Yeah. And I still worked out, but I wasn't stretching. You know, it's so funny when like you're saying, take a picture of yourself, take a video of yourself. So you see what you look like. For Easter, we were taking family photos. I'm holding my kid. So like to compensate for the balance, I feel like I'm leaning backwards just a little bit to balance, like counterbalance her weight, right? I get a picture of myself taking, holding her. Dude, I'm at like a 45 degree <laughs> angle bent backwards. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? <laughs> I look so stupid. I'm like, man, it felt natural. That was like, the crazy part about it. It felt like I felt totally normal. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Bro, you're over like, time, yeah. that's what it does is your body changes over time. You're like your skeleton can actually change from the environment that it's subjected to. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's so real and it's powerful to know why? Like stretching those hamstrings and those quads are so important, but it's even more than that. So like, check this. Did, do you know what industry, our industry is so closely related to the, the, the job performance to actually do the tattoo? Nobody knows. Take a guess. What do you think? Matt already knows, so I'm not going to ask him. Damn. Shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at this picture, shit. You see that? I don't know if you can. Like, yeah, 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 bro. And it's like that was that's what feels normal because yeah. it's like it has to compensate. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. So, what what industry would you say the to do the actual fucking tattoo? What do you think it's closely related to? Oh man, I don't know. The dental industry. The dental industry, bro. Like a dentist, dental hygienist. What they do, they're kind of hunched over yeah. looking at people's mouths. Small movements for yeah, long yeah, periods yeah, yeah, of time. Yeah. You know what the difference is? Some people get red tattoos and some people have clean teeth. <laughs> but like to do the actual job. And those people actually went to school. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like no joke, dude. So it's like what I do is I actually reapply a lot of existing information that has hundreds of thousands of dollars of backing it. Yes. So it's like, people are like, well, what the fuck do you even do? And what I kind of tell them is like, I have this vehicle and the vehicle is actually two things. It's ergonomics and therapy combined together that actually gives a new perspective on how tattoo artists should actually work because there are no standards. Yeah. There's no fucking standard that from one artist to the next, we're the only fucking industry in the world that doesn't tell you what can go wrong while you're working and how to avoid it. Yes. Right. Any other blue collar profession, any other profession tells you, all right, you're going to be doing whatever. This is what can go wrong. You know what? I like was looking on OSHA the other day because an artist said, oh, I took a course on OSHA. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, let me check this shit out. Uh, it was like how to prevent sticking yourself with a needle. 
Like what the fuck? But I think one huge thing about tattooing is that, you know, for so long, it wanted to remain a mystery Mm -hmm. and in the fringes and it wanted no kind of like, we don't want anybody to know anything about what we're doing over here. And, you know, that came with its, you know, advantages and disadvantages now. And now we're learning all that stuff, you know? And a lot of times, you know, a lot of these older tattooers, you know, people that have been tattooing 30, 35 years, they've gone through these pains that we're talking about, but they didn't talk to anybody about them. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Whether, it, whether it was a matter of like, if I complain about my pain, my homie's going to say I'm a bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so I can't be complaining about it or, you know, they were just told that like, this is just what happens to the job. This is just part of the job, bro. Get over it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, th- I feel like nowadays is a thing of the past because almost everybody uses like, you know, light machines and and tubes that don't deform your fingers but like you know if you spent 15 years tattooing with metal tubes you have a deformed finger Mm -hmm. you can literally look at that one money bump (laughs) that's what people used to call it you know what i'm saying and you have a nail that looks completely different and a and a knuckle that looks completely different than the rest of your hand and it's just based on like that knuckle took so much punishment over repeated years that it morphed and changed to something that looks foreign. And I was like, you know, my girl was looking at my hand the other day and she was like, and she actually said something. She's like, Ooh, what happened here? And I was like, that was my money bump. (laughs) It just went away because I haven't been using heavy, like, you know, knurled like metal grips anymore. And my machine, I don't have to like squeeze my machine tight anymore because it doesn't vibrate like a fucking lawnmower, bro. Like that's Mm -hmm. why things have changed. And the, it's a little bit easier in that sense, but still that is like a longstanding problem that I think we've had then, you know, like, and people don't like, like we're saying, like they don't discuss these things openly and like, uh, tattooers don't, we don't like to discuss so vulnerable parts of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to say like, yeah, my fucking back hurts. And I was like, nah, I'm fuck, I'm good, bro. Yeah. You know, and I, I got, got a this. chuckle out of the, uh, the guy that we were sitting next to at the Hudson Valley convention. The, the, the was it your buddy was? Yeah, was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. The way he wrapped his paper towel around his hand so he could wipe with his tattooing hand. Did you notice this? Yeah. Okay. So this is like an old school technique. Yes. That, um, the guy who taught me how to tattoo would do the same thing. He wraps the paper towel around it, around your hand, leaves a gap between these two these fingers. These two fingers, yeah. And then you use the base of your pinky to wipe Just with. Just to wipe. Right? So if you look at an old school tattooer who's been doing this for years, if they put their hand like this, their pinky is like spread out. I can't even do it. Yeah. Their pinky has like- yeah, That little it, like- It's like an arch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was noticing the guy who was tattooing and it made me laugh. I was like, man, I can't, I didn't even realize that people still do that. Shout out Tony Kaplan. He's a the man. There he is. Um, and uh, he learned that probably from, from his, his dad, dad who's a tattooer. He's been tattooing, you know, since over, you know, I, I'd say now at least 35 years, bro. Jeez. At least 35, 40 years, probably yeah. at this moment, you know? So like, yeah, he learned that from him and he probably learned it from his dad who was also a tattooer, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah, this is what we do. And it makes sense. It works. And even like, uh, when uh, I was getting tattooed by Seth Wood back in the day, he used to do that thing too. And it, one, it does let you wipe quicker, quickly use a go. And it also gives your hand a level of stability. Like just having that wrap, it just gives you a little bit more stability in your hand. Um, And it comes at a cost. Yeah. You got a claw <laughs> hand after that. You're going to have a claw hand, you know? At least you'll be a claw daddy. <laughs> oh, so like talk about stability. You see the, that stuff that I do with K-Tape? No. Dude. Let's really? talk about it. Bro. So like most people think of like, what the fuck is K-Tape, right? You see athletes like fucking Serena Williams and shit, like fucking whipping it on the tennis court with fucking all this shit on her arm. Or yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. The basketball tape. players, yeah. So like what I do is actually teach a lot of shit techniques and how to use k-tape while you're tattooing to give your body the stability to offload the muscles and the joints and the ligaments so that you can actually tattoo with less pain awesome bro i do it for like i teach people how to do it for thumbs do do it for their wrist do it for their shoulder do it for their neck i had a client one of my homies in this uh master class right now he sent me a video of like all over his neck because we just did a hands-on workshop so like talk about experience right like Showing somebody a picture is the lowest level of teaching. Real talk, right? So what I do is like, I do 
teach through experience. So we do hands-on workshops. So we just had our hands-on workshop on Monday before I came up to New York from mm-hmm. Florida. And so he sends me a picture today and he's like, got a fucking like tape on, all on his head. <laughs> he's like, I just rode fucking five hours on my motorcycle up to a Baltimore convention. Cause he's like tattooing right now. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, dude. And he's like, I put this fucking K tape after our workshop. And he's like, I don't fucking feel anything. He's like, I just rode for five hours. I feel great. I feel like I would wrap my entire body in that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it and works. Like, K tape cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem is it's a blood pathogen issue. Okay. So it's gotta be changed between clients. Between clients yeah, dude. Like that. And that's what people don't realize. Yeah. It's like, it's porous and it's a blood pathogen issue. So like, I actually sell a specific tape. So there's a brand out there called KT tape or, or rock tape, right? They're great, but they're not designed for tattoo artists. They're designed to sit on your skin for days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like three days, five days, depending on how much you sweat, depending on how much, how oily your skin is, yeah. how much you wash and bathe. Right. So like the tape that I sell is purposely a lower adhesive. So it can be taken off between sessions. Yeah. So you can change and you have four people you tattooed that day. You, have, you work in a walk-in shop. That's a different story. I actually have pre-cut strips that you can just peel and stick. Yeah. So to save time, because like there are some people that don't want to cut size and shape their own tape. Yeah. Right. I have one homie. He's in my class right now. His name is Chad. Chad, shout out to you, bro. He fucking uses K-tape all the time. He fucking K-tapes his knees, his fucking ankles, his fucking elbows. And it's like, it just gives you a little bit more stability. It's like tattooing is the big game, right? That's your world series. Yeah. So like there, you can, Kate tape every time you tattoo. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. You're not going to become dependent on it. But if you're wearing like a fucking wrist brace all the time and your body becomes dependent on like the metal or plastic bar that's in the brace, then your muscles get weak. Yeah. But using K tape, it just lets you like perform at the highest level and it's immediate. It's instantaneous. You put that tape on bro and it's got, your pain goes away. I mean, that's one of those things where like, uh, from, from when I used to lift heavy weights you know, that was one thing that I knew that like certain guys did, you know, they would tape their knees to be able to increase the stability, to be able to handle load, you know, like, so you tape your knees because maybe your muscles are strong, but your stability is not great. In so the joint. in the joint. So in order to protect your joint, you tape your knees, make sure that your movement is still strong and still good, but at least you know that you have a slow, lower probability of like, losing your stability when you're doing a heavy squat and then ruining your whole fucking shit and mm-hmm. not be able to do anything. So right. absolutely. Now think about the thumb. We downgrade that to stabilizing your, your thumb, thumb or your wrist. So like to your point before, you know, like switching from a heavy <laughs> coil machine to a light rotary right now. Well, what's the fucking problem with that? Well, all of these younger artists that are on the come up are not locking their wrists like they used to, to do like that pendulum motion, yeah. right? So they're free motioning at their wrist and they have all this pinky sided thumb. That's pain. insane. Stop, stop doing no Bro, wrist movement. Yo, stop that, that, shit shit. Is, that shit is real. And I know you guys yeah. are doing it out there. So like part of that old school, I have a fucking 16 ounce, a pound fucking machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like back in the day when they were fucking casting like those swing bars, Bricks. Like, right? Yeah. Bro, they're fucking cast out of brass. Yeah. Shit, heavy as fuck. And you're yeah. only with two fingers. There's a reason we don't tattoo the way you hold the fucking pen. Yeah. One of my favorite machines I used to have was a national swing gate made out of like it wasn't brass, but it was probably, I don't know what, but hopefully aluminum. Hopefully. No, no, no it was it fucking was heavy. heavy as shit. Yeah. It was dude. probably made out of steel. Yeah. No, it was, it was like, maybe it was brass. I don't know. I don't know, but whatever it was heavy, but it was favorite machine. But to, to your point, like, yeah, like that extra weight, man, like bro. Yeah. Swing that thing around. Yeah. It's not easy. No. You know, when you're like moving, you're like, fucked. you're, you're everything's from here to your elbow, to your shoulder. You're yeah. like, man, at the end of the day, you're like, man, I just, I just worked. <laughs> like, I mean, can we be real though? Like it takes your entire body to pull a single line. Yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's what people don't even realize. And that's what we also need to educate our clients. Right. Because like, you don't want to validate your pain or your, your homie in the next booth doesn't validate your pain. So you pretend like it doesn't happen. And then it's like, that's a downward spiral. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, at least if we can validate each other's pain, that's one thing. That's a huge step. But when you can kind of bring it to your clients. So like my homies that are in my classes, they wear K tape. Right. So their clients are like, did something happen to you? Is something wrong? And it's like, that starts the conversation of, no, I'm taking care of myself. And by me taking care of myself, what do you think happens? 
value shoots through the roof. The client values the experience more. The artist validates is being validated because they're actually doing something to help themselves. And what does that create? Lifetime clients. Yeah. We go deep with our clients because they value as the artist and we communicate on the front end because what you got, you're going to tattoo and what that looks like is going to be different than the homie down the street. That's just like street shop, come in, bang it out and you're out the door. There's no value there. There's no trust there. There's no rapport there. You ain't going to remember him. People remember how you make them feel, not what you do for them. Man, I feel like we've said that so many times. <laughs> right? It's we said that so many that, times. Dude, if I could put that in a little pill and sell it, I'd be a rich fucking man, bro. Like you talk about like Tabori, right? Yeah. Like yeah, some yeah, yeah, old yeah. school shit. Yeah, like sure. that is like a traditional ancient art that is like evolved over time. And it's like, it's so cool to see how tattooing has evolved over time to like where that, we are. That blew me off, blew me away about Tabori is that, you know, and this is from just going to conventions, seeing them do it. These dudes are sitting on the floor. <laughs> Dude, it's tattooing in the most physical manual way you can sitting on the floor, bro. And I'm like, in their underwear, in their underwear. In their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know, those tattoos heal better. And they don't flake. They don't flake. Yeah, they and, just. Yeah, dude. And you're. The there's skin, less trauma the on the skin. skin. It's actually less better. trauma. Yeah, I have a, a homie out in um, the fuck is he? North Dakota, like Matt Thrash. Matt Thrash, I see you, bro. He's fucking starting to do some Tabori shit, and he's an old school artist who fucking make welding his own needles and shit because you can't buy fucking Tabori needles, right? Yeah, you gotta fucking make, you gotta that make shit. them. Yeah, and nobody knows how to do it. So like, I, when I started my apprenticeship, my boy was mm-hmm. like. I'm not going to make you fucking tattoo with a coil. I'm not going to make you learn how to solder needles and like inhale that shit. And he's like, you're going to use a rotary. I'm going to use a rotary. Like fucking Derb Morrison, right? Like I've started to get home close with him. He's a fucking OG. And he's been talking about the longevity of the tattoo artist for so long. But like, it's like stretching. And like, I want to teach this preventative care of like, what does fucking muscle and nerve pain even mean? And how do you demystify this shit to heal yourself and stay out of the healthcare system? Yeah. Shit. That's one of those things oh. that people don't know what it is until they feel it. And oh. they're like, oh, I know what this is now. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. And it's reactionary. And like, that's why our healthcare system does not work. It serves the insurance industries, yes. right? It serves the doctors. And believe it or not, dude, like the more artists I work with that come to me with comorbidities, already existing problems those are the people looking for answers yeah that that can't find them at the doctor they can't find them at the therapist they went to go see because nobody understands tattooing because of the gatekeeping theories for so long there's been so much gatekeeping over the years that like a regular therapist doesn't even know how to help most tattooers which is so sad like i actually had a client new york super talented artist out in seattle and they were, they have lymphedema. They're very open about talking about it, right? Yeah. So I'm comfortable talking about it as well. So like a doctor told, a lymphedema is an issue where like you put on excessive swelling, right? Your mm-hmm. blood flow doesn't smooth, go, flow smoothly, right? It gets caught up. So like they were told to tattoo laying down as the artist. What? What? Do you fucking believe that? What? Like, yo, yo, go tattoo and you're gonna, you lay down while you tattoo, right? Like, shit. No way, What are you talking about right now? Like, get the fuck oh, out of here. Oh, man. And it just goes to show that nobody really understands tattooing. And that's like why I started this whole movement of like, that just seems uh, like they don't understand they, anything. They don't understand the life. They don't understand, understand I, the life. I, I just like, thought what of something what ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like imagine like you're about to do a, like a, I don't know, like a, a hand tattoo on somebody and then you pull out like a tattoo bed and then your client's like, oh man, uh, I'm going to be laying down. No, no bro, that's for me. That's for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude, crazy. I feel dude. like we should actually make that happen and just film it just to see the reaction. That'd be such a good thing. Like, no, dude, I'm going to lay down while I tattoo you. What are you talking about? I'm going to be laying on my belly and right on the edge of the should bed. Set up bro. some bunk beds, have the client go on the top bunk, hang their arm off on, on the side and you on the bottom. Oh, like yeah, yeah, I think you on it something right there. That's some money. Shit. All right, dude. All right, let's let's wrap it up because there's too much fun. Jordan, please, dude, thank you so much for coming through. And uh, where can people find you? How can people reach, you know, and, 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 and be involved with what you're bringing? Because you have so much good information for people and I think people need to know. Shit. So... I am the tattoo hand therapist. That's my, my IG handle. You can find me 
on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. You find me on YouTube. I got all the same IG handle on Facebook. It's inked ergonomics because that just started first. So I'm trying to transition the brand, but right now it's the tattoo hand therapist. I serve and teach a group masterclass, like hybrid masterclass mm-hmm. right now. Shit's even sold out for my July course. So congrats, nice. bro. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I'm starting another course after the July class, and we're going to be just serving the industry. I also sell uh, physical products and digital exercise routines. I actually have a pre-sale going on right now that is a three step-by-step combo bundle for step-by-step for neck pain, lower back pain, and thumb pain. And it's literally step-by-step guides and videos how to show you to do everything. So I'm really trying to make it easy and accessible. Dude, doesn't get easier than that, guys. Yeah, click the so, link in my bio. Boop. Dude, go check out Jordan. He has so much good information. We hope that you really enjoyed the show today. I got a lot out of it. And yeah, you, know, me too. you know, there's so much about taking care of ourselves that's gonna extend your tattoo career it'll make you a happier healthier tattooer and your clients will love you for it because you're gonna just be in a better fucking mood at the end of your tattoo you know and let's face it if you're up. feeling good you can give a much better tattoo a hundred percent a hundred percent and breakthroughs usually happen with the break down i don't want you to have to go through that physical mental breakdown of the what if what if i can't hold this machine what if i can't spray my spray bottle what if i can't pull this line yeah right? by oh. then it the, the 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 mental toll that's taken on you it's it's heavier than even the physical at that point because then you're just scared to to do things and that's the worst thing yeah and it all comes down to fear yeah like when you pull those layers back it's fear so let's avoid this shit from the beginning because normally we don't think about preventative care in the industry but if you want a tattoo have a better quality of life and extend your career let me show you how to do it step by step awesome man thank you so much jordan thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on a tattooer peace bye